We would like to say a special thank you to Janet Lyso for sponsoring this week's episode in thanksgiving for all pastors who are faithful to the proclamation of Christ. They are the mineral in my soil. So what's happening when, when somebody thinks they've fallen out of faith is yeah. the thief and the bandit's voice mm-hmm. is louder in their ear at that moment in time. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he doesn't come in with his staff and whack the thief and bandit, right? Mm-hmm. He will do that. How will he do that? With his voice. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Scripture First, the podcast that explores how the Lutheran lectionary is working in your life. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. Jesus tells the Pharisees a parable about sheep, the shepherd, a thief, and a bandit, all to lift up your election. Listen closely as I read the passage. The sheep hear the shepherd's voice. He calls them by name. Whoever enters by me will be saved. Dr. Chris Krogan explains how your election is black and white, and though it may feel exclusive, Jesus calling your name is the very thing that gives you life. We also discuss who are the thief and the bandit? Are the shepherd and gatekeeper different? And what does it mean to have life abundantly? Let's get to it. Here's John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved, and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And now on to this week's conversation. Welcome back to Scripture First. We have Dr. Chris Krogan with us this week. Thanks for being here, Dr. You're Krogan. You're welcome. Happy Easter still. It's Easter still. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's Happy the Easter. fourth one more week. Sunday yeah. of Easter. Yeah. It's the fifth. It's the fourth. This Sunday. is the fourth this one. The fourth. Oh, it's the fourth. Fourth yep. comes before okay. fifth. Fifth comes after, you know. Okay. It's all, it's all. I'm so <laughs> <laughs> Ignore me. Yep. <laughs> So uh, it's the fourth Sunday of Easter and we are in uh, John 10. Maybe Dr. Krogan can just start with a little context with uh, right. where Christ is at. Right. So we, we don't have the resurrected Jesus in this text anymore, which we've been working with through Easter. 
um, what we have is we have actually something that calls back to something we were working on prior to Easter, which was Jesus healing the blind man and dealing with the Pharisees. And the Pharisees were like, so why did you do that? Who, what kind of power does he have? And so it's very important here to recognize who he's talking to. He's talking to the Pharisees. And when he's dealing with the Pharisees, he's talking, and this is, this is where the text kind of gets uncomfortable. Normally this is considered um, Good Shepherd Sunday. And so I'm sure people are going to think, oh, this is going to be a nice soft Sunday. <laughs> but actually like... this is not so much soft insofar, and this, John isn't soft anyway especially not just in this text, but in general, because he's always saying sheep, goats, mm -hmm. here he's dealing thief, bandits. It's a either or, it's a have or have nots. Yeah. And so this is what election is, is people that are favorites or not favorites. Mm -hmm. And so that's what he's working with here. Mm -hmm. Well, it'll be fun. Yeah, this is this is <laughs> this is important though. Yeah, yeah. Well, he makes that distinction uh, right away. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in another way, is a thief and a bandit. So yep. he's saying there is a right way to enter. There is a way to enter. <laughs> there, there, yeah, there, there is something's going on. You know, we probably wouldn't want to use the right or wrong way as if this is a decision that's made. No, but you will recognize those that are entering by the gate. Mm -hmm. And those aren't. Now, as as it will say here in the middle of this text, he's using a fig, figure of speech with them, right? And this is the thing about parables and figures of speech with Jesus. The people that are favored or are chosen by him, elected, they understand what he's saying, which he says here, my sheep know my, vo my voice. But those who aren't don't understand. So what does it mean to be favored by Jesus? It means to have his voice tell you you're mine and his identity is merciful. And this is what was going on with the blind man because he says, those who are blind will see, those who think they see are going to become blind. He says this before, right before we get into this text. So he's talking to the Pharisees and now he is actually blinding the Pharisees, but even more so sticking stuff in their ears so they can't hear. And so he starts telling in a parable here or in a story so that they actually can't hear what he's saying. Because if you don't think that Jesus is merciful, you think that the law is your salvation, which is exactly what the Pharisees are doing. They're like, wait a second. And it all roots out of John 1.17. Jesus came not as Moses, but as promise. And so... Up until now, in one step, John one seventeen, you have Moses. Now you have me. Pharisees still think Moses is in charge, which is why there's this. Um, and when you say Moses, that kind of means the commandments, the law. The law that okay. Moses is your guide of how salvation God plays favorites. See, this is the big thing. Pharisees think God plays favorites because they gave them the law. No, God plays favorites through Abraham and a promise. And this is the di distinction, which is why we're going to talk about this is, so this is why he says you, so when you're go going through this and he says you, he's talking to the Pharisees, mm -hmm. but then the thief and the bandits. Now, what is a thief and a bandit? Well, these are people that are trying to like literally steal something from you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are they trying to steal from you? The sheep in this case. In this what, Well, in this they case, try to steal what's valuable. Well, yeah, they're stealing in this instance, a promise out of the ear of the sheep. They're trying to like get the sheep on their side, mm -hmm. right? They're trying to, well, how do you steal a promise? By giving somebody the law. 
So this is why he's like, there's a distinction here between what you're hearing from me mm-hmm. and what you're going to hear from the thief, the bandits who are trying to no longer have you live in the peace of the shepherd's voice mm-hmm. and lay you down by green pastures, as you'll hear in Psalm 23, mm-hmm. you know, by still waters and, you know, all, no, you need to be in the law, which is not going to ease your conscience. It's going to actually terrify your conscience. So this is why they're a thief or a bandit or, you know, somebody that's not really in, in good standing, which mm-hmm. is what we're going to start to unpack here. Yeah. yeah. And it, it sounds like it could be formulaic until the wheels fall off this, the storyline here. So yeah. Well, of course, anyone who does not enter the sheeple by the gate, but climbs in is a thief or bandit. Right. Okay. Well, don't want to be a thief or a bandit. Right. So the, you want to enter through the gate. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Right. Okay. Makes sense. All right. Yep. The, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him yep. and the sheep hear his voice. All right. of a sudden, your formula starts tailing off when you have to act because you have to hear something. Right. And you can't necessarily... Choose to hear something. <laughs> right, exactly. This is why he's using the shepherd and the sheep image is because, as we all know, right, sheep follow their shepherd's voice. That's just by nature. That's Sheep are notorious for being dumb. They're, they're notor- notorious for actually just following a sound, So, which is why, okay. you know, you'll have a, a bell on the lead sheep. That mm-hmm. lead sheep walks and the rest of the sheep follow. Yeah. So they follow through noise. That's how they stay in a herd mm-hmm. is through, that's how you herd sheep is through voices and stuff. So the, he's just basically saying this is the way it works is the voice which again is mercy and peace not expectation, wrath, command, law. Now here's the here's the key. Remember Jesus says I am the way the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mm-hmm. This is what he's saying prior in John. No one has God's mercy is his favorite unless you know my voice and what is his voice? Mercy, forgiveness, new life as mm-hmm. opposed to expectation, demand, command, judgment in the law. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe this doesn't matter. Tell mm-hmm. me if it doesn't and if I'm get, getting out of place. But in verse 2, it says, The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. Are the shepherd and the gatekeeper different? So what it is is the father has sent the son, right? And okay. the father is the gatekeeper, right? And the shepherd comes in and preaches, right? Now, you're going to get this analogy later on, and we're going to talk about Jesus says, I am the gate also. So we'll talk about this. But so what is the what does Jesus preach? He preaches the gospel, not the law. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean the law isn't in effect, right? Doesn't mean the law isn't there, but he actually provides mercy and ends the law in your conscience mm-hmm. as opposed to saying, your law law is your righteousness. And that's all you have. And exactly. And so this is the whole narrative of the Old Testament, you know. And so so which is why people like the Pharisees who become blind to this think, no, the law is my salvation. The law is righteous. Which by the way is also every other world religion you have. And that's the key. Is why this is why it's so important. Because nowadays, people are really nervous about Jesus on situations like this because they're really worried about interfaith. Mm-hmm. And interfaith is trying to, you yeah. know, this is the bumper sticker, coexist. And yeah. this is an important thing because what they want to do, coexist is through the law. Well, this is one of the actually, believe it or not, a bandit, a thief bumper sticker. Now, people are going to like, oh gosh, Krogan's falling off the, you know, he's going off. No, it is because what coexist is, is say, you have to compromise a truth Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's exclusive. 
There's no There's coexist because no. yeah. mm-hmm. coexist is always in the law. And so, but what is Jesus saying? He's not saying I'm the best law. He's saying I'm actually mercy, not mm-hmm. the law, which is why this is important. He is the shepherd of sheep, you know? And so this is why this is an election text. So if you'd believe Jesus is the Lord, not through the law, but through his mercy, there's your salvation. This is why he's going to, you're going to hear his voice and you're like, yeah, of course, God's mercy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he continues on. Uh, he calls his own sheep by his name, so his voice, yep. and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. Right. This Again, so this is Jesus saying, now the, the, the important thing here is he, he calls his own sheep by name. Yes. Mm-hmm. To know somebody's name is to have their identity. Mm-hmm. To have their identity, as you know, you don't want your identity stolen. Why? Because then somebody has a piece of you, mm-hmm. right? So Jesus actually has your identity when he has your name, <laughs> right? So he's yeah. actually possessing you when he calls you by name. Mm-hmm. He is calling you. This is how he makes you his favorite. So well, he's not, and that's where he says when he brought out all his own. Yeah, exactly. So this is this is what's going on here. Is he's actually this is why it's an election text. So when did he when did he first call your name? Well, in your baptism, you heard it. Right, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, you're I'm, mine. You're mine. <laughs> yeah. And so, and and this, and so Jesus says, "I've got your name. I'm leading you out." So when he brought out all his own, those he's called by name, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because guess what? They know who their shepherd is because he chose them mm-hmm. and he made them his sheep. Mm-hmm. Which is why this is not a decision. This is not a power of, of the will or anything like that. This is actually God doing his good and gracious work. So how does that translate into real life in terms, like, maybe I'm get going weird on this, but like, is there a timeline with this? The reason I ask this question is because there are people who get baptized yep. as babies and then they, quote, fall out of faith mm-hmm. and... So is when the sheep follow him because they know his voice, is that kind of talking about then when they're, they die, they follow Christ because Christ claimed them when they were babies and baptized? So what's happening when, when somebody thinks they've fallen out of faith is yeah. the thief and the bandit's voice mm-hmm. is louder in their ear at that moment in time. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he doesn't come in with his staff and whack the thief and bandit, right? Mm-hmm. He will do that. How will he do that? With his voice. So this is why it's an imperative to, A, listen to this for yourself, because you have thieves and bandits in your ear every day, right? Yep. And so you listen to this podcast, and then you share this podcast, by the way, with other people <laughs> who have thieves and bandits. Promo. And then, well, no, but this is the, literally the way yeah. he goes to work. And then you preach a sermon to other people that have thieves and bandits in their ear. And so this is how he does this. So this is kind of like the way um, we work with this is if you're worried about them, well, then get Christ's voice back in their ear. Mm -hmm. um, And that's the only antidote to this. So that's how he's going to make it happen. If if you start analyzing it, well, did they fall out and stop being a sheep? Well, no, but they actually don't hear their master's voice at the moment of time, which means they should do what you should do for them. Get, get their master's, preacher. yeah. Get their master's voice in the ear again. Yeah, 
Because it says they will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Right. So it's kind of like what you guys were saying. You got what what you what Luther House has said in the past about the devil. Yep. The devil. I'm going to butcher this, so I apologize. The devil cannot put anything new in the ear. All the devil can do is place doubt. Yep. Obfuscate or so make that's kind of like what the thief or... and the bandit are doing. Is exactly. they're not putting anything new. They're just. They're saying, saying God isn't God for is. you at this point. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And which is what a thief or a bandit will do. And they'll do it by accusing you in the law or saying, look at that natural disaster that happened to you or something like that. It appears that, you know, your shepherd isn't able to take care of you, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, as you said before, Dr. Krogan, Jesus used this figure of speech th- with them, but they did not understand what he was saying. And yep. so, again, Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you. So he has to be very specific. Yeah. <laughs> you dunces. Well, it's dunces, but also yeah. he said, you're going to be made blind. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and he, he actually stops ears with his speaking yeah. too. Yeah. So he, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. Right. That's so maybe you can. Sad. We'll say more, Kiri. Well, it, okay, so I just think it's sad because before Jesus, everyone, before God and Jesus, everyone who died, they didn't have heaven. No. Um, it, it, Adam and Eve received the promise that Christ was coming. Okay, yeah. So they, that actually is a sermon given to them about Christ yeah. and faith in Christ. But if Jesus hadn't and, and died so that and frees them, did. Well, but that frees them from thinking that God is not for them. See the the key here to be a, to be a sheep, and we're going to get to this at the very end to have life abundantly. But when you're a sheep, you have everything provided for you. You live freely. Sheep actually don't have anything to do, right? <laughs> you're not you're not tasking them with something. You're not saying you're not even saying go fetch no, to a that's, sheep. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, I mean, they are about you're free as, to do. You're you're just free you're to eat yeah. and kind of look around and. Bah every once in a while, and you know, and you're just, Chase the bell. You know, you're like, that's okay, a good life. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> Seriously, wouldn't it be great to be a sheep? I mean, you know, so you get a haircut every once in a while. Well, well, you know, well, can that be the title of this yeah. podcast? Would it be good to be a sheep? <laughs> oh, to be a sheep. <laughs> no, but but just because because so this is what's going on though. But the thieves come and they want to steal that freedom. Yeah. And the way they steal that freedom is by saying, "No, you need to be something more than a sheep." You need to be better. You need to have something, or this is the devil's temptation. So, so all who came before me are thieves and bandits. That is to say, anybody who comes and says God is finally the law, mm-hmm. not the promise He gave to Adam and Eve, not the promise He gave to Abraham, not the promise that was given to David, not the promise of the stump of Jesse, not the promise spoken of in Isaiah. No, all who came before me that didn't have that promise were thieves and bandits. Mm-hmm. But the sheep didn't listen to them. That is to say, and this is what Paul says in Romans, not all of Israel is really Israel. Mm-hmm. That is to say, not every Pharisee was favored mm-hmm. to believe the promise of Christ as mercy. So, but those who do believe it and did believe it, those were the sheep that heard my voice, so they didn't follow the law. Even to get back to Carrie's uh, point too, uh, before Abraham was Christ, and then also Abraham lived by faith alone as well. Yeah. So faith in the promise that uh, Christ would come. So, yeah. uh, so they, was, they all lived by faith. Yeah, exactly. Well. So just remember, Abraham believed 
in the promise, and that was reckoned to him as righteousness. To be reckoned righteous by God is to be saved. Mm-hmm. Right? It was before Jesus showed up and the resurrection happened. <laughs> well, this is new. <laughs> yeah, but but it, but it is new, but it's exactly at the heart of it. This and is new, but it's exactly the same as it's always been, Kiri. <laughs> no, it, no, but you see, because this is a very important point, because everybody will think, wait a second, it was when Jesus showed up that salvation started happening. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't when Jesus showed up the salvation. Je- Jesus was a fulfillment of the promise given. Mm-hmm. So you have a promise in your baptism mm-hmm. yes. that, that all your sins are forgiven yeah. and that you'd be raised from the dead. Yeah. The day you're raised from the dead, you no longer have a promise. Correct. You have the reality. Yes. Jesus showed up. They weren't living by promise anymore. He's here. But you, you were saved by your promise that was given to you that all your sins can be forgiven and you'll be raised to, unto eternal life. But you haven't seen that promise yet. So just because Abraham had the promise... And had seen it yet, doesn't mean it didn't affect his heart. And but his heart he is what's died. saved. Yeah. So so will you? Well, I know that. <laughs> yeah, but so the, the, yeah, he died, <laughs> and then was put into eternal life by Christ. Yeah, okay. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved. I came that they may have life. Exactly. And have it abundantly. Right. So yeah. So let's work on verse nine then. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and out and find pasture. Again, freedom, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in and yeah. out, you know, I mean, not, not locked up. But this is saying one more time that he is the gate. He's not saying I am a gate. No, he is it. <laughs> he is it. Like he's not saying he's one of, I'm sorry. One no, he's one of many options. Many, yeah. yeah. Right. He's not saying but, but, he's one of but many. But this is why that going in and out is also, it. what Jesus is saying is you're free. The law cannot free anybody. Mm-mm. This is the thing. That's what the law does is it binds you. Mm-hmm. It, sancti- I mean, no, it doesn't sanctify, but it, it kills your flesh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it kills your the, conscience. It kills your conscience yeah. for the sake of your neighbor and for yeah. the sake of everyone it, around you. It literally, but it also binds you yeah. in God's wrath. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. And so, so that's not freedom. No. So you can't legislate freedom. That's what the law says. Right? There's no such thing. You can only declare it, Mm -hmm. which is why the key here is they hear his voice. What does he hear? He's declaring to them who they are, that they're favored. Mm -hmm. So this is why now their freedom, they're just in and out, in and out, off they go. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. So that's what the law is. And, you know, another voice claims a legitimate point of view that, you know, there are many religions. This is why coexist is actually a steal, (laughs) kill, destroy because it's like let's look jesus is not the only way yeah mm-hmm. and 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 you know again i'm all for not fighting over religion but i'm certainly not all set at all you can't say all religions have an equal voice mm-hmm. because that actually is saying well christ is an option yeah well at that point in time so is your salvation an option i suppose and so is your eternity an option and so is the worst part, being forgiven is an option. Mm-hmm. You want to make forgiveness an option? Yeah. There's your hell for you. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'd like to live in peace. Thank you very much. Exactly. No, but, so, but this is it. So the, when Going in and out. Eating. Yeah. Yep. When Christ says this, this 10th verse, then I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. What's it mean? What's it mean to have life? Right. To literally t- to be free. And then the abundantly is excessive. 
That's really is. So a lot of people think of abundantly, they think of material things, right? Oh, I've got more grain, right? I'm of abundant. This is a great harvest. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had an abundant snowfall this year, right? We did. You know, we did. So, but again, what you're sitting there saying is that, It wasn't life, though. It was death. No, yeah. It's an assessment in the law. So this isn't what we're talking about. We're talking about an excessive feeling of freedom, excessive freedom. That is to say, like the extreme freedom. That is to say, there's nothing binding you. And that's life. I mean, when you want to live it abundantly, you live not worried about what people think of you, not worried about what comes next. It actually is a freedom. And when you're not worried about that, you're not self-preserving. You're not in the bondage of somebody else's expectations or all that kind of stuff. There's living, right? You're not, your conscience is free. And on that note, we've reached the end of this week's episode, my friends. Thank you to Dr. Chris Krogan for teaching us. When Jesus says, I am the gate, whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. That is freedom. Jesus is the gate. It is your election and it is exclusive. But the good news is he knows your name. He calls you by your name to have peace, freedom, and life abundantly. This is Christ's promise for you. In Luther House of Studies' podcast, Sing to the Lord, Lars Olson and I break down a hymn's history, lyrical meaning, and the way it preaches the gospel with Zachary Brockhoff. Click on this episode's show notes for a link to Sing to the Lord's podcast feed to catch up on all of the excellent hymns we discuss during Holy Week and beyond. Thanks again for joining us this week. We're blessed to be sheep. We'll see you next time on Scripture First.